Hello, everybody. My name is Jesse Dram, and welcome to Kill Your Gods podcast. Episode. I'm not doing episode numbers. Jesse, stop that. This episode, we will be tackling pop punk. Pop punk episode one. I want to do a few of these. This week, we will be discussing Simple Plan, Mest, and Blink-182, the king daddy of them all. My guest is Joe Gariffo. You can find him online at Joe Gariffo at Clay Nation Show. He's an old friend of mine. He's always loved pop punk. He's doing Claymation now. He recently did some Jay and Silent Bob Claymation work for Kevin Smith. Will bigger comes from things come from that? I don't know. Let's just wait and see. Uh, this is a really fun podcast. Again, I'm Jesse Dram. Follow me at Jesse Dram on all the things. At Jesse Dram on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, and Parlor for another three days before that hunk of shit is shut down. Can't wait. At Mr. Jessico on YouTube. But definitely check it out this week because I posted the video where Joey went through his old, he found old lyrics in a marble notebook from high school. And I grabbed my guitar and we just had a little pop punk jam session. Who boy. So go check that out on YouTube at Mr. Jessico. As always, go to YouTube and uh, search KYG Pop Punk 1, and you will find a corresponding playlist to go along with this episode. Make you go listen to the pop punk stuff. Um, yeah, send me an email at jessedram at gmail.com. Let me know if there's anything else you want me to talk about. We have a bonus episode coming this week, a very special Dead Gods episode. Um, my good friend Rusty Wright, who was a comedian, he appeared on Footnote Episode 3, Big Red Sun, on the previous I Hate Infinite Jest podcast. Um, I have to stop saying um, I'm picking it out now. He lost an important uh, artist in his life last week, the rapper MF Doom. I lost an important artist in my high school years last week, Alexi Laiho of the band Children of Bodom. I'm not into hip-hop, Rusty's not into metal. So we decided to pay tribute to our dead gods. So look for that. That'll be dropping around Wednesday or Thursday if I ever can get it edited it, edited together. Again, so guys, check it out. Share, like, subscribe, review. Reviewing helps us apparently. I don't know this shit. It's a one-man operation. I'm not good at this. Uh, we'll also have a Game of Thrones episode dropping any day now for season one. And then we finally get into The Crying of Lot 49 with Seamus Millar. Um, all right, that's it for my shit, guys. Check it out. Please share with your friends. Let us know they love you. We're still in the middle of transition here, having finished Infinite Jest and becoming Kill Your Gods. So every little bit helps. I'm trying to get back to all you guys writing to me. Uh, it's, it's just a long, long slog. But I am forever appreciative out there. So here we are again. Kill Your Gods. Pop Punk. Episode 1. Simple Plan. Messed. Blink-182. How Check could this happen? Welcome to Kill Your Gods. My guest this week is Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Zoe, girl. <laughs> my my guest this week, <coughs> good friend of mine, actor, filmmaker, claymater extraordinaire, Mr. Joseph Gariffo. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing well, Jesse Dram. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, for the listeners, Joey's dog, Zoe, is right behind him. and she. I didn't seen... name her, by the way. I would have named her something way cooler. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was calling her out, and she was freaking out because she remembers my voice and hasn't seen me in a while. She's a very annoying dog, but I miss her right now. Oh, 
What's the, I haven't been inside your uh, your place in almost a year, Joey. It's, I know. I know. Pandemic stuff, dude. That's right. I remember when we were like doing the shutdown, you were like the first person I uh, visited just like regular style. And by regular style, dear listener, I mean, I literally stood across the street from him <laughs> and we just talked on a cold March day. We still didn't know then. It was still like, let's just stay the fuck away from each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So, Joe, before we get too far, um, tell us who you are, what you're doing, where we can find your shit. I'm Joe Gariffo. I am. I was originally an actor, but mostly now I've been doing claymation stuff. Um, I started doing it as a hobby about two and a half years ago. And um, I met Kevin Smith about a year ago. Or I mean, I, November 2019. And... Um, I told him I made claymation videos and he thought they were really cool and he commissioned some from me. So I, I did a few for him and um, we might be working together on something this coming year. So yeah, go check out Joey's uh, Jay and Silent Bob claymation stuff that he did. It was really cool. You can, it's just my name, Joe Gariffo at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. They're all the same. So are you, are you on parlor yet? I think parlor could use some uh, right wing claymation. I, in these right times. No. god dude no <laughs> absolutely not i did i told you i'm on parlor i'm there to fuck with people right 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 but i don't i don't even want to i don't even want to go yeah. I mean, <laughs> also uh keep an eye out there there might be a, a film of joey's on amazon prime soon so let's oh god so inside <laughs> joke Joey, the reason I had you here today is this show is Kill Your Gods, where uh, we try to take down fandoms, and you have been the biggest pop punk fan of <laughs> anyone, anyone I've ever met. It was not a phase for you. Uh, no, I'm still in it. Definitely still in it. That's that, whenever I talk to people about you and I bring up this pop punk thing, I always say like, oh, yeah, no, my friend Joey still loves pop punk in like 2020. He'll still be like, oh, have you heard the new MXPX album, <laughs> which and, is their, which is a really good album, by the way. The one that came out last year, <laughs> they're self-titled. I and I, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure it is. But my response is always like, no, Jesse, no, Joey. No, I have not. Neither has anybody else outside of MXPX's like family and close friends. But. You stayed with it. You're loyal. You, yeah. you you saw the shirt that said defend pop punk and you signed and up I for stayed, a lifetime. I stayed, man. I'm uh I'm still there. I'm still defending it. Um not really though. Like I know that like I know what's wrong with it and everything. I just love it. <laughs> it's more of a nostalgia thing and I, I genuinely love the whiny music. I, I oh, yeah. that's just what it comes down to. And and again, dear listener, just because I know a lot of people can get a little bit butthurt, which uh Actually, I don't think we're supposed to use the term butthurt anymore. I get it. But that's besides the point. I, I understand a little like, you know what? If you are butthurt, something bad happened to your butt. That had to be traumatic. So let's not make fun of that. But <laughs> hurt. <laughs> I'm so distracted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like pop punk too. And I like Joey too. You know what I like more than liking pop punk and liking Joey too? Liking busting Joey's balls for liking pop punk still. And that's what this show is all about. Um, so yeah, what exactly got you in? What's your first memory of like pop punk that was just like a lightning bolt and just hit you in the soul and said, oh, this forever? 
it's it was so it's hard to even it was either green day or blink 182 because they were both like mm. same time when i got into both of them and but like i got into blink right before enema came out so i my brothers had gotten those you remember those catalogs where you could order like 12 c cds for like I, a dollar love those yes my brother got like a bunch of them and and uh dude ranch was one of the albums he got and he was like this is trash and i i thought the <laughs> album cover was cool so i took it and started listening to it and uh yeah real quick for the listener joey has two twin older brothers who were in a hair metal band in the 80s and you've been putting up like home videos recently they worked at wmmr like they're very good friends with pierre robert and stuff um but yeah they had the 80s uh like hair metal bon jovi type hair but it's it's almost out of a pop punk music video of like just evil twin hair metal brothers like this shit stinks give it to joey and there's just a little little joey with his not poofy hair like i think it's kind of cool guys and then there's my and then green day like i got dookie because my my cousin mike just gave me the cd i he i used to like he'd be like make my bed and you can have like one of these CDs of like, all right. So I picked Dookie cause I thought the album cover, once again, it all came down to album covers too. Mm. Like I, it, Dookie <laughs> to me still is probably the greatest album cover to me. I <laughs> Really? That one of all of I them. I love it. I love it. That, that surprises me. It, like all I remember, I, you know, I, I have some things that just kind of repulse me a little bit and uh literal shit is one of them. Because isn't that like the cover? Isn't it just like a pile of poop and like people? It's a big cartoon, like with a bomb explosion in the middle, and then there's a at the bottom of it, there's a monkey holding a pile of shit. Yes. Okay, that's well, I'm remembering the monkey, and uh... it's just a small part of the. I mean, it is up front, I guess, but um. Well, the album I, name I, is I love, Dookie. Personally, I love cartoon album covers. So anytime there's like animated mm. cartoon album covers i they're more memorable to me than other ones i wonder if that i wonder if any of that has to do with your love of like 70s and 80s comedy movies because they all tended to have like that caricature style uh poster type stuff too yeah they'd always have like animated credits um yeah i mean probably i don't know i green day like so dookie was like an album i got and listened to a lot and then then when blink like blew up like i think what's my when i saw what's my age again the video mm-hmm. i just thought that was the funniest thing in the world i was what I, I i still think you and i talked about this a little bit the other day that uh all the small things got blown up so like so big but it's still like for me it's what's my age again like that's yeah same and to me and i and you're talking to one of like the biggest blink 22 fans still i even love new blink um all the small things is my least favorite Blink One Eighty Two song, like mm-hmm. by far. It's uh, like I, I find it funny for a band that's like not really known for their musicianship. It it is strange that like they're uh, actually no, never mind. I'm an asshole. I was going to say like, well, actually, all the small things does have that really cool guitar part, and then I realized, oh wait, no, that's what's my age again. All the small things, honestly, off of Enema of the State, like. It might be my least favorite song on that whole album. It's just the most boring of all the songs on there, in my opinion. And uh, it's their most, well, it was their most popular, I guess, until Miss You came out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, you were into them so much that you actually got the uh, 
famous Tom DeLonge signature uh, Fender guitar, guitar with, the, I, with the single pickup. <laughs> I do. I have it. Um, my dad got it for me when I was like, I think 16 for my birthday. And um, I sold it like eight or nine years ago to my friend Ryan. And uh, I never should have did that. And I asked him like, can I, hey, do you still have that guitar? Can I buy it back from you? And he was like, I was like, my dad gave it to me as a gift and I probably never should have sold it. My dad passed away a few years ago for those who don't know. And um, he was like, I'll just give you the guitar back, man. I was like, no, like I'll at least pay you what you gave me, you know, for, he's like, no, just take it. And I was, so I took him to lunch and he gave me the guitar back. So thank you, Ryan. Um, there you go. That's cool. So, you know what? My, I also uh, sold a guitar that my dad got me. Unfortunately, it was like a really, it was a piece of shit guitar I never asked for in the first place. So even I didn't have any like, my daddy's dead. I wish I hadn't sold that guitar. It's like, no, nah, my daddy's dead. That guitar still sucked. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just more of a sentimental thing. That, mm -hmm. Like, I don't really play it that often. Right. So what is it specifically? And by the way, we're going to get into specifics. We have three specific bands we want to talk about today. That'll be Simple Plan, Mest, and Blink-182. But again, before we get too deep into it, but what is it that think you really appeals to you? Because for me, a lot of it is uh, I have kind of grown to resent a lot of the music I enjoyed as a teenager. Just because part of it is like, I feel like it was so marketed to me that it feels a little like grimy in uh in retrospect like when we talk about simple plan in particular like it a lot of it really sounds like they just went to a teenage complain about your parents forum and just like <coughs> fucking mixed and matched and made goddamn lyrics out of it and it, there is something a little fucking gross about a bunch of guys in their mid 20s like you know I need to write a song that'll I need to write a song that'll make 13 year olds sad so I can, you know, make a career. That, yeah, that is a little weird as well. But then I also think back to like Motown and stuff like she's my sweet 16. Like, how old were those dudes? <laughs> like, I'm like, no, I'm not defending that either. I'm just saying it is weird. It's very weird that like grown ass men are singing songs about wanting to be like. 13 to 16 years old again it's 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 oh, yeah. what i remember a specific thing i read in uh rolling stone it was between um the newfound glory album it was boys and girls right is that what it's called sticks and stones that's it i was like wait what are you talking about boys and girls was, was a good charlotte song it was like yes but there was a boy and a girl on the cover, on the cover. of Stick and i'm not i'm not sure if you're aware but uh boys don't like girls wait girls don't like boys that girls like girls cars and like, money right right yeah boys will laugh at girls when they're not funny because they've always like these girls we need to talk uh, say i i gave joey the rule on this that like i wanted to talk about pop punk he could pick three bands but he could only pick one out of like the biggest bands so that's why good charlotte is not on this list that's why newfound glory is not on this list because i want to come back to this but I remember reading in Rolling Stone, it was between Sticks and Stones and their next album that I think was Catalyst. And in the interview, uh, Jordan, whatever the fuck his name, the singer, actually wrote, again, this was a guy who was 30 at the time, like, well, the last album was all about this one relationship I had from high school, but that th this other one's about this one. So again, a guy pushing 30, like, that last album was all about Rebecca, but Rebecca, I mean, I thought I could do better, so this one's about Holly. Like what? 
you're putting this into you achieved your all your goals and rock star dreams and you're putting this in print forever like ah it, it was yeah it, it is weird i i have no like defense of that i me i like li i like listening to the old stuff cuz it's nostalgic and i rem yeah. rem it reminds me of that time period uh i do listen to their newer stuff it really irritates me when they do like if a new song has like a teenager mentioned in it or something it's just like mm. or something that would be like a little kid singing about it it's just like hey come on guys yeah it's like pop, pop punk you're is fine i a little bit i mean you're i think i don't know right but, but like pop punk is fine like the ramones were pop punk but like I feel like at a certain point it can go from pop punk to like kids bop punk. And that's yeah. all and that's how I feel like Simple Plan is. Uh, like really watered down. And I still love them. Like it's like once again, this isn't I'm not here to bash them or anything. I'm just saying like they really are like pop. It's not mm -hmm. punk at all. It's just they dressed like that, but the music is not it's very right. poppy. It's just all right, you know what? let's get right into simple plan then because they are our first band and actually out of the three here they are the most i have to talk about out of my notes um they were a canadian band uh i believe the singer's name is like simon bouvier like that no pierre bouvier even even more french uh it is yeah it's pierre i know that yeah these guys they always felt like uh like the bottom tier to me they had that one song which we're actually not covering because neither of us picked that i picked two songs you picked two songs but um i do anything i feel like is the one that popped them they also were like jokey from the start like a little too much their album was called like no no pads no helmets just balls yeah that's just they didn't really have any funny songs on the album that's the one thing about it there's no like like how Blink would have like I want to fuck a dog in the ass and stuff. Like they'd have those goofy, weird songs, right? With an album title like that, you would think they'd have songs like that, and they didn't. At least right. the and, one, and I don't think I listened past the second one. And just think how that's supposed to appeal. That is supposed to appeal to like a teenager walking by, looking at that cover, going, "Eh, balls," and then buying it and taking it home. That's what I did. That was a fucking somebody who went to school for marketing had to come up with that. There's, so. a, band, there's a band called the Riddling Kids, and they have an album cover of a schoolgirl kicking a dude in the balls. And I mm -hmm. bought that album because of that album cover. And it's okay. There's like two or three good songs on it, but uh, <laughs> that's why I bought the album. I mean, the the album was just based on that cover alone. I thought it was funny. <laughs> but uh, um, simple plan. So back to what you were saying yeah what was your first song you picked out and by the way uh listeners i am going to be making a uh youtube playlist for this as i do for all our episodes now if you just search uh, kyg pop punk one you will be able to find a playlist with all the songs we're discussing so what did you pick first joseph i picked addicted by simple plan okay and why did you pick addicted by simple plan uh, it was it was like a go-to karaoke song for me back in the day. Mm. Um, 
I don't know why. <laughs> it's just I just picked that. Um, well, I, I guess it, it. I do have memories of that song tied to a specific person, but. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Wisconsin? Yeah. You know what's funny? As soon as you mentioned that was one of my favorite karaoke songs, I immediately remembered that night in uh, Phoenixville where we all went out and were doing karaoke, and that person was there. So mm -hmm. I guess that was, that was yeah. one of the songs. That's just that's just a memory that I have in my head. So that song. Wait, was that was that the same night I hooked up with the Juggalo girl in the back seat of my car? I think so. That was such a weird fucking experience, man. Yeah, if you're, like, hooking up with a girl and then I just noticed a hatchet man tattoo on her neck. <laughs> like, the, the, the joke I made is, like, you know how snakes in nature have, like, a certain coloring that tell you I'm poisonous, you should probably stay away from me? That is what a juggalo neck tattoo in the backseat of a car says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a that was a weird night. Um. Yeah. We're, we're also here to fuck around. We're not just talking about our hero's simple plan. And also, to be honest, I just <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't have any notes for addicted. It just it made me feel nothing other than like I'm a dick. I'm addicted to you, which honestly wasn't that bad. I feel like that uh, trick of like teasing a bad word in a song has been done far more egregiously. I well, think that. Lit, exactly. Make you make me, me come, you make me complete, you make me completely miserable. Like, oh, no wonder you guys are still rocking it at the top <laughs> level to this day. I actually think, I think Lit was kind of underrated, but they, man, they had some dumb shit out there. I mean, I only know three or four songs, and obviously the, you know, it's my, my own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the one we were just talking about. And in over my head. One that had the blank blanket in it, running naked. That video. Oh, I don't remember that one at all. Yeah, I forget what song that was. Um, but Blink One Eight Two has a cameo in one of Lit's videos. Uh, See, Blink One Eighty Two actually have. Uh, wait, do they appear in the Simple Plan video, or is it Messed they show up in? I know one of the videos we picked today, Mark shows up somewhere. Mark's in. Is he in the video? I know Wait, no, 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 no. We were originally going to do Phoenix TX. He's in there. That's what he's I, in that. He's in that. But I, I think he might be in the I Do Anything video because he does that little, I close my eyes and all I see is you. That's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mark. okay. He might be in the video. It's been a while since I've seen the video. Um, but yes, Mark was also in Phoenix TX, which is my personal favorite band of that whole entire era. Uh, really? Well, you, are, are you talking like above the blinks or in like the lower tier? Well, I mean, not blink, not blink or Green Day level. I'm talking about like the the pop punk bands that, yeah, mm. mid tier. I mean, I, I they might have even been lower tier, but Mark was like their manager or whatever. But um, right, yeah, Mark was really doing kind of a side hustle then. Like th this was a weird era where like a lot of the bigger guys were kind of getting more involved at the record label. Like I remember. Uh, different genre but the same time period like fred durst was like the vp at interscope records and brought on stained and that's the only band i can think of but even like corn brought limp biscuit to fame and mm -hmm. i feel like that's something that just doesn't happen it didn't really happen in rock music before and it hasn't really happened since with like them championing and like bringing up other artists because yeah mark was there was phoenix tx 
original title, original band name River Phoenix, which they had to change because I believe River Phoenix, when he died, there was. I don't know if they were named that before or after he died. I don't. I don't know the. Yeah, story. I was gonna say. I thought River Phoenix died like early '90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess it would have been after, right? There. Um. So, but they were River Phoenix for a while, and then they had to change. I guess when Drive Through Records took them on, they had to change the name. It wasn't spelled the same either. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know why they had to change it, but um, I mean, it might have been something like, "Hey, let's not associate your pop punk band with a guy who overdosed on heroin like three years ago." Probably. Um, like I get that. That's why. That's why my yeah. Jeff. My, that's why my uh, Jeffrey Epstein Jamboree album still hasn't gotten released yet. <laughs> oh man. Um. So back. What were we talking about before? The- uh, we were talking about addicted, but honestly, I didn't really have much more. Yeah, I mean that was it. Was just I picked it just because of, of personal. Uh, right. Um. The next one was Welcome to My Life. That's the one right. you picked. Uh, yeah. Man, these are some bad lyrics. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I picked it because of this. Not not this one. I picked not as a sentimental or anything. This is what more of the of the uh, straight up like for kids music. It reminds me of that Derek comedy sketch. Do you remember that? The which one? He would put the CD in, and it would be this. It would be the Welcome to My Life music, and it would go like uh, it would get way specific and to like oh. if you're the person, <laughs> you live on this street, put on disc three or whatever. And you'd... <laughs> oh god! Well, no, it's 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 funny you said that. I, the literal note I have here is that these are like children's songs. These are these are teenager lullabies. Like let's look at some of the lyrics here. Uh, Don't belong, and no one understands you. With their big fake smiles and stupid lies while deep inside they're bleeding. To be kicked when you're down, to feel you're pushed around. Like, I'm surprised they didn't work in, like, an acne cream advertisement in here somewhere. Like, you know, for those heavy flow days, use simple plan panty liners. Like, it's just, uh, it's it's weird, man. It's weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I... I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Simple Plan. Like, I liked them, but I, I wasn't – I don't know that much about them outside of the first album or so. And, yeah, I mean, we can move on if you want. Well, uh, well no, no, no. I can tell you uh, because it comes up in the two songs I picked. The two songs I picked were perfect and untitled. And uh, here's a weird factor about them. Their producer is listed as a co-writer on most of their songs – which uh, is a thing that happens sometimes where like, you know, the band like wrote it, but then there just is like a bunch of 20 somethings wrote this, but conspicuously also a 40 year old hired by the record company is also on there. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he just added a conjunction here or there, not, you know, most of it, but then that adds an extra level of grossness to it to me. Cause it was already weird that a 24 year old, like these are lyrics that like, you should have grown past these feelings by now. And, and yeah. I, and I get like, if you're, I mean, if you are making that music for kids, cool, but like be upfront about it, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, so I, I have, for the, people like, I mean, I liked it when I was, I, I think I was a little past the age of like really loving them when mm-hmm. they came out. I, it's you know what you know what I honestly think crystallizes the idea is when you're young and you're feeling these feelings and you're listening to this music, it sounds it feels like a friend that is like giving you a shoulder to lean on and telling you it's okay, buddy. 
And then you find out 15 years later that that friend whose shoulder you were leaning on was a 40 year old dude. Yeah. And that's what, that's what being that's what, paid I, handsomely. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's a, cause like in your head, you're like, Oh, this dude wrote this. He must know what I'm going through. Like as a kid. And that's when you asked earlier, like what, what gravitated you towards pop punk and stuff. It was like, I, I wasn't like, super popular in school i was like a weirdo people liked me but i was like a weirdo so like i, I you were also, I, also go, you were also going to an inner city school so there's yeah, I mean, everybody all sorts of different loved, dynamics happening yeah. like everybody around here loved like rap music and i and especially in my high school i mean there was like five people that liked punk music or or even rock music in general like mm -hmm. uh so like I was very much in the minority of of liking that type of music, and it felt like, and even like in the in the social circles and stuff. So like when you when you're listening to songs about guys that are feel like like oh, I don't feel like I fit in, it's what gravitated me towards it. But like you said, when you get older and you realize like, why was a thirty year old singing about sixteen just hold such better days like. Although that song's different, I don't want to. I don't want to go into that one because right. that one has a point to it. But I'm sorry, that was a bad example. Oh god, you, uh, the newest you, one. Um, you 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 never responded to the horrible joke I sent you the other day about Adam's song. <laughs> oh, I was in the middle of burning uh, DVDs <laughs> when you texted me it, so I was like, I just I saw it and I just didn't respond because I was in the middle of switching the stuff oh, out and i forgot because uh, because we didn't choose adam's song to talk about i will share this tasteless joke i had because i listened to enema of the state for the first time the whole way through the other day and adam's song is a very depressing song about suicide but then the third verse is kind of like hopeful like nah man i'm gonna get through it and i just had the tomorrow hold such better days exactly Those and i just had the horrible thought in my head like what if a really depressed kid listened to that song and just like the first time he heard it just killed himself before he got to the twist ending they they did somebody did that though and that's you know what somebody um i remember it uh he hanged himself and he had it on repeat. Had that song on repeat yeah and, um, which is that that's that's such a but i guess he didn't get the message of the song because the ending of the song tells you not to yeah do. like um, dude just a, just a few seconds more i know i know the bridge isn't much but like you could have waited and i know they got some shit for that but honestly at a time where like new metal and stained were so big like shit i genuinely in retrospect like am angry about like I was sold fucking sadness porn when I was well, like so Pop, susceptible uh, to it. Papa Roach. Yeah, Papa yeah, Roach. Sure. Like, yeah. And not to mention a few years later, you'd have bands like Hawthorne Heights literally like cut my yeah. wrists and black my eyes. Like, nah, you know what? Fuck you guys. Don't put that out to Oh, were you singing that? Yeah. Uh, I just saw your lips moving. All right, my throat's fucked for the rest of the day. Uh, but yeah, I I wouldn't uh I wouldn't hold that against Blink-182, especially when people were being so much, like, offensively egregious with that shit. I genuinely think they were trying to write an uplifting song for kids. Uh, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I... Hmm. Oh, so, before we get too far away from it, uh, Perfect by Simple yeah, Plan. Yeah, yeah. So, first off, it starts off with uh, a little guitar riff, this little minor riff that... Uh, was previously used in fallout boys sugar were going down and creeds higher that you know like
every eight years, some rock band thinks they wrote that riff for the first time. <laughs> um, so yeah, the note I have here, like, I really think you should have grown up beyond these feelings when you're 24. This whole song is about your dad being disappointed with you. And again, Never it, be perfect. Yeah. Uh, I, so let's go through the cliche lyrics of this song. And I just grabbed a few lines here when I just said, like, I feel like you could have taken this from any teenager's diary and stitched it together. Did I grow up according to plan? You think I'm wasting my time? It hurts when you disapprove. I just want to make you proud. I'm never going to be good enough for you. You can't change me. I'm sorry I can't be perfect. Did you know you used to be my hero? You don't understand. Without repeating once. Like, I didn't even get to the third fucking verse. All that shit is in there. And again, somebody who has already had sexual intercourse wrote this song. Somebody who has paid income taxes wrote these lyrics. So, uh, Joey, I decided to write another verse. Um, let's see. Well, let's hear it. I want to hear it. You never got me what I wanted for my birthday. You were too busy at your job. I just wanted to play catch. Wait, never mind. You pushed me to be a jock. How dare you try to make me play catch? Oh, now you don't want me to play catch. I guess I'm not good enough to be daddy's little slugger. <laughs> Think about it. Oh, man. This, that's the sound of the youth. <laughs> It's like, uh, it feels like it feels like white privilege the band. Ah, <laughs> uh, simple plan. Simple plan. I I didn't look into what they were still up to if they're doing anything. I think they are actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I I. That's one band I haven't listened to any of the new stuff. I do believe they are still making music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. When their last, I guess I could look it up right now. Let's, let's see. Uh, yeah, look, look, look it up real quick while I do that. Because um, I know the other band we're going to be doing next is Messed. And I was actually shocked to find out that they released an album like this year. They did. Yeah. And you know what? Not all pop. When I think of like long term quality albums in pop punk, I still think some 41 where like every release of theirs has still been like okay this is not bad they're now, just some 41 is definitely a like a good band like i genuinely yeah. like them and not in a pop punk ironic way like i genuinely like them as, like, as artists they also seem like stand-up guys in that one of the things I love is their original lineup. Uh, the guitarist left in the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. So they replaced him with another guitarist who was there for like five, six years. And then the original guitarist wanted to come back and they wanted him there, but they didn't want to kick the guy out. So instead, like the singer, Derek Wibley, just decided, like, okay, I'm just not going to play guitar for the most part then. And we'll be a five piece now. Like, that's, that's really fucking cool, cool. Of them, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Dave's back in the band. Um, they have, uh, we're back to Simple Plan real quick. They they have five studio albums. The last one was, let's see, it's called Taking One for the Team. And that was in 2016. So 2016 was the last album that they released. I don't know if they're touring or not. Or well, not now, I guess. Uh, coronavirus. Well, but, yeah, uh, nobody's really yeah, touring yeah, yeah. right but, now. But I mean, before that happened, I don't know if they were still playing or not. Um, 
So what? what okay. Hold on. I, 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 real quick, I am just very curious what a new simple plan sounds like. So I am actually going to pull something up real quick and see if we can't listen to a split second of what that is. Okay, taking one for the team. Kiss me like. Oh wait, you know what? Farewell, featuring Jordan Pundick from Newfound Glory. So let's let's listen and see what this sounds like, just for a smidge. Okay. Can you hear this at all? Yeah, I can hear it. Hmm. Okay. Thousand times. What did he realize? Oh. Can't even do that damage. It's killing him, Joe. All right, I've had about enough of that. It's not. It's not terrible. It's the same, same stuff. I mean, ah, uh, shit. Hold on, my phone is. That could be a good or a bad thing, depending on if you like that sound or yeah. not. Let, let's move on to the next band on our list, and that would be Mest. All right. Um. Fuck. I should have done more homework on this because now I'm like, where's where's Mest from? I don't know. I think, you know what, I'm not even 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure they got their name. I think it means Milwaukee's best, if I'm not even... Uh, that, would be, that would be a good one. I don't know why, something about it... I think I just continually keep confusing Phoenix TX for every band we're covering today and just assuming they're from Texas. Well, were Phoenix TX even from Texas? I believe so. Hmm. Uh yeah, Mest, uh, Mest broke up in twenty in two thousand six, and then they got back together, like this past year, right. and are releasing a oh. new album. And um, they were from Illinois. Yeah, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, their band name came from something to do with beer, and they were like, "Well, we'll instead of like Milwaukee's best." became messed i could be completely wrong i, I mean, remember you could still be right they could just maybe not be from milwaukee no and i'm not saying they're from milwaukee i'm just saying i think that's where they got the name of the band ah. that they were drinking at the time i i don't even remember i should have looked this up too so we could talk about it and be like oh we're, we're informed and we're both yeah. doing a bad job joseph yeah, they're doing terrible hey guys so um little weirdness here uh it's hysterical that we were saying like oh we really haven't done our research on this we did some research on the band mess after this apparently we found out the lead singer was not only in like a white power band in his early teens which was fucking weird he's he's disavowed it so I, i'm not saying this is like ah oh, what an asshole i'm saying it's like that's something i wouldn't have thought of fucking mess uh turns out after Mest had broken up in like 2007, the fucking singer uh, got in a fight with like a romantic rival and got a justifiable homicide stabbing a dude to death. So, yo, we really fucked up not researching on this one. I'm sorry about that. But, yeah, look it up. It is wild. Uh, Tony Lovato. Yeah, check that shit out. 
Um, Guys, I'll be back next week with a book, so don't worry. Uh, <laughs> crying of Lot 49, get your copy now. Oh, no, dude, I'll be honest. I'm terrified I'm going to lose all my listeners trying to branch out. So that's why I'm only doing a few of these and then scurrying back to the safety of, like, book club. Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah, so you picked two songs here, Cadillac yeah. and Drawing Board. Yes. Uh, gotta be honest, I don't have any notes for Cadillac. It's just a good fucking song. Really? Yeah, not only that, but it's, uh, I mean, it's cheesy and it's simple. Cheesy hell, man. Friday night, what's going on? Tonight? But, dude, Mest has the worst fucking rhyme schemes ever. I have that as a note for all my things. It's Friday night, night, what's going on tonight? I uh, see her later, her later on, on tonight. He rhymes night with night. <laughs> Could there be a light or a fight somewhere, please? And you know what's funny? As much as I criticize pop punk, I didn't put that together till <laughs> just now, Joseph. But uh, <laughs> it's good. yeah, I picked Cadillac because. Me and my friends in high school attempted to play that at our at our senior year talent show. And like I said before, people didn't like that music. So like we could have or not that they did like they they really didn't know that song. Like right. I could have picked like a pop punk song that they might have known that we mm-hmm. could have played, but no, I picked Mest Cadillac. And we didn't have a DJ or anything to make any of the cool noises. Wah, 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 wah. So it just right. sounds like shit that would have been playing to the crowd at least, but oh man, well yeah, we didn't have that. It was did you did you upload fun. that? Did you upload that video recently? Because I will put yeah, it on, on this playlist. Facebook. It is, it is. It should be um... perfect. Send send, send me the link after. I'll I'll put it on the playlist. Yeah, yeah. I'll send it. I'll send it, and you can see. Yeah, that'll be on the thing. You can hear me uh, playing and singing very awfully. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not like a. Sh- I will show you. It's just awful. <laughs> I'm not. See, yeah. guys, okay. Joey has always played guitar a little bit in my life, and the funny thing, as opposed to me, like when you and I were making movies together, I was like the music guy. But uh, the thing is, you're not a bad guitarist. It's just I feel like you don't want to move anywhere beyond like playing Blink One Eighty Two songs. I just never. I mean, like, all right. Well, back then. I know the same like six songs because I taught myself them when I was like 16 years old. I uh-huh. haven't, if I sat down and tried to and, and learn new music, I could play it. I'm sure. I just haven't <laughs> taken the time to do that. It's but just- but, but that, that's the thing. It, it feels like the, the way you play, it feels like the impetus was never, I want to learn how to play guitar. I want to be in a band. I think you just only wanted to learn how to play those songs and that's it. Like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's weird. I don't even know the chords. Like I know how to play all of them. I don't know the uh, name of them. Like mm-hmm. I know how to read uh, tabs, but I can't read music. So it's yeah, like that's that's most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like, but I can't like sight read the tabs. It just takes me. I gotta like. It'll take mm-hmm. me a while to figure out how to do it. But I, I'll get there eventually. I just mm-hmm. haven't done that in so long because I've been focusing on other things. And true, true. But yeah, yeah. Back to Cadillac. I think part of the reason. I'm not really offended by the song or really tearing it down in any way. It's just, number one, it's a really fun song. Number two, it was a little bit different for the time. Like, that that chord structure for uh, the chorus, that... 
like it had it had a bounce to it a lot of pop punk exactly that <laughs> really didn't and the fact that it like it wasn't trying to be angsty it's like you know we're just we're gonna go for a fucking ride and just like it is one of those songs that you can just like bob your head to like you immediately like yeah i'm in a fucking convertible you know like yeah wasn't the video aren't they in a convertible I'm sure they are. Well, yeah, I guess it's a Cadillac and a Cadillac convertible that they're in. Um, right. I haven't seen that video in so long either. I should watch that again. Um, should. It's funny because I've been like over the past. I just got like a an external uh, CD drive for my laptop, so I've been importing all of my old ah. CDs into my computer, and um, I've just been hearing some of these old things again. And it's like. <laughs> uh, memory lane anyway uh the next yeah. song you picked was well hold on did you have any other notes for cadillac no i mean i i always thought it was a cheese it's it's very cheesy and very oh, yeah. like a little bit different like you said um which is why i picked that one out of their catalog but i guess it is their most would that be considered their most popular song or definitely would, definitely or be and, once the Ilio? uh that's that's the song i pick i have a thing or two to say about that but uh, as far as Cadillac, it's again for a genre that could be so angsty. I would I would put this a little more closer to uh, some forty one's fat lip in that like th this is just a fun song. Mm -hmm. Like it's not about a girl. It's not about you know whatever. It's just like just fucking. Well, I'll see fun. my girl later on tonight. It's, it's about a girl, but it's. <laughs> to that extent but i mean hey he mentions the girl once and the night three times so i That's think the true. night is what this song is about um which oh, yeah those were actually you know what did you have this as a city kid in the suburbs we definitely had like the friday night once we got our license like we're just gonna drive around and listen to metal and get high but like is that the same in the city because you guys don't really have cars or I was the only out of my friends. I was the only one that got a car my senior year, and it was like it was a '97 Chevy Cavalier. It was a piece of shit, but I we would. I mean, we didn't. I didn't smoke weed until I was like 22, 23. So I back in. Oh, you made up for the lost time. <laughs> oh yeah, now I'm like a hardcore stoner, but no weed um, evangelist. Back in high school, I didn't smoke weed at all, and um. But, but we would drive around and listen to music and just would literally just like, I would go pick up my friends, Andre and Mario. I'm in South Philly. They live in West Philly and we would just drive around and that was it. Like we wouldn't do anything else. We'd listen mm -hmm. to music and stuff, but like, what are we doing tonight? We're going to just drive around. I would just show up too. like back then we, I wouldn't call. I would just be like, Hey, I, I <laughs> loved those days. Love the. I would walk half an hour across town to see my best friend, not even knowing if he was fucking home. Knock on the door. Yep. And Andrew, if, come out and play. That's right. And and you know what? If he wasn't home, I could just wander over to somebody else's house. You know, dude. I actually I had a fucking relationship. At, like just before you met me, I had a relationship end because I was like nineteen, and this was like two thousand seven, and I still refused to get uh, a cell phone because I thought they were dumb. And but my my girlfriend at the time was already in the you know modern girlfriend mode of like oh I get to text you all day long, and when I said like nah baby I'm a I'm a luddite I'm a rebel and that relationship didn't last long. Yeah, I remember a kid in high school used to say all the time, this was uh, the years two thousand to two thousand four. 
Never trust a girl with a cell phone. <laughs> That's his kid. I, Did I he have any reasoning or was that just sage wisdom? No, he was, I mean, Andrew Barrett, I don't know what ever happened to him. He disappeared off the face of the earth. I, I no one ever, I don't know, but, um, yeah, to, to hit the other angle of technology, despite being against it in like high school. Now I am so frustrated when there's somebody from the old days I can't find you online. Can't find, yeah, like, like <clears throat> where the fuck is Tim Colodi? He, his family was super religious and like, they got super mad at us playing Slayer on Matt Merzioski's front lawn. And then Tim Colodi wasn't allowed to hang out with us anymore. And then he disappeared into the pages of history. And I never saw Tim Colodi again. Uh yeah, that's the same. I don't know whatever happened to Andrew Barrett. We we were uh, we used to play like we if I was ever in a band, it the closest to it would have been me and Andrew Barrett jamming all the time. And mm -hmm. um, he actually taught me how to play power chords and everything. He was the one that taught me how to play those songs that I know. And I don't know whatever happened to that dude. He just disappeared. He was a little weird, and he did say the thing about don't trust girls with cell phones uh maybe he was really influenced by the unabomber and now he's living off the grid in like costa rica i have no idea i i, I thought about him recently because i was going through all my old vhs tapes and stuff and i was transferring them all to my computer and and i was like whatever happened to him he's not in any of them either which is why i was wondering did he ever really exist that's why i'm like well he did because his mom was a teacher at Goretti. oh so because somebody's mom exists they must exist too Come on, Joe. Get your head out of the sand. I'm Fake just, news. I guess, well, then maybe. I mean, I've been to his house. <laughs> I, I was at his house. We had video footage, but that's why I was thinking of him because I was like, of us playing music, I was like, I wonder if he still has it, but I have no way to get in touch with him. So I was like... Um, uh, yeah, yo, you want to talk like weird high school shit and then we'll get back to best. Uh, <laughs> so there's a kid named Mike Perkins that I went to high school with. Never really knew all that well. I found out very recently he's actually been doing comedy out in L.A. for a few years now and has brought other kids from high school with him. And they have a whole like sketch series out there. There's a kid I barely know, but like moved to a separate coast is doing the same thing as me. You know where it gets fucking weirder? Uh when I looked, I looked him up and on IMDb, apparently when that certain group we were making movies with, when they moved on without us, this fucking guy that I went to high school with, like joined forces with them and was like an executive producer on uh, the Joey Fatone movie and shit like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have, I, I, I would, it would have totally been like, holy shit, I know you, but we just stopped working with those people. Anyway, this has nothing to do with this podcast. Uh, <laughs> That's for a different podcast for a different day. Exactly. Let's talk Speaking about. Speaking of, I have an hour and fourteen minutes of booted on my hard drive. I can't oh. get the ending. I don't know. Uh, I'll try to figure that out soon. Booted but. is a movie we made in two thousand and nine. That uh, was Ryan Dunn's last film of Jackass. Well, now it would be his last movie. It wasn't the last movie he filmed at the time, but it never came out. Right. So. Also, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off was in it, and uh, it was a really good movie, and it will never, ever be completed because we all broke down into squabbling children at the end. Specifically, last I heard it was completed, and I mean full-on completed. They shot, like, the last scene that they would have needed to shoot. Um, they shot it without us? No, no, no. Uh, well, yeah, but... but oh, but it, it was like a pickup shot. Yeah, 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 uh, of the car. Um, so it's done. 
Mm-hmm. And according to Brian, it is at someone's house just on their shelf and it'll just never come out. Okay. So but yeah, keep finished, keep an eye out for the finished version of it. But the version I have is a rough cut. It's not the okay. finished version. So guys, yeah, keep an eye out for the movie Booted. Uh, it'll be sold exclusively in Target, only in the fitting rooms. So, Ooh. yeah, I, I, I am too delayed. Yeah, one of the producers we had a falling out with later got arrested for uh, taking sneaking creepo pictures in a Target uh, waiting room. Just look up Francis Vane. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, man, what an ass that guy. Anyway, anyway, messed. What's Drawing the dealio? Joey, Joey, <laughs> Joey, what, what's what's the dealio with sexual creepery in a target? <laughs> uh, you shouldn't do it. Is what... Yeah. So uh, again, looking at some of the lyrics, laziest rhyme scheme. I think she's fine until she's mine. I want her to be my girl in another world. Uh, ooh, this line, there's something special to her. She's not just another whore. Joseph. <laughs> I didn't pick this. You picked this. Oh, wait. Jesse! Did you... <laughs> I didn't pick that song. You picked this song. <laughs> uh, there is... You know what's funny? In, like, the years since, I've actually seen there have been quite a few blog posts written on, like, the inherent sexism of pop punk. And Oh, uh, yeah. While I typically don't like blogs like that, like, they kind of got a point. Oh, it's 100%. And when we get the blank, that's one thing I wanted to talk about um, in one of the, song, the songs that I picked. But, uh... Yeah, the the she's not just another whore. I said, what's the, the the that is the one thing about being in a like liking that music now is because I see how problematic a lot of the lyrics were mm-hmm. and a lot of how it made a lot of I'm sure a lot of uh, boys think that they were entitled to things or that they were the best thing ever because someone didn't like them or whatever and i feel like it may have warped a lot of people's minds and and gotten us to where we are today like honestly i feel like as a teenager (laughs) i feel like as a teenager it's kind of natural to have that like initial like she's a bitch because she won't love me forever but like it's it's something you're supposed to work past but when you have like art and media backing you up maybe you just think oh wait no she is just a bitch and a whore and uh i was right so yeah it's uh yeah yeah uh next one we have is drawing board not a lot of notes for this song i i wrote this is a perfectly cromulent unoffensive song still simple rhyme schemes i spend days and nights in my bedroom trying to write the perfect song to sing to you yeah so that was the thought have you ever written a song for a girl yeah yeah do you remember anything about it i i remember are we going to grab guitars? Is that what's happening right now? No, 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 no. I just found my old book from when I was a child, oh, which wow. has my song lyrics in it, dude. Joey, They're I beg of you, give me, give, give me a sample. Give me a sample. Uh, all right, please. I, this is from probably 1998. I, I don't know. Uh, the, the Hailstorm. Hail coming down, cops running around. I'm sitting in my room, not making a sound. The hailstorm ruined the farmer's corn. (laughs) Okay, okay. The The crops are not in. (laughs) The 
made Bob watch porn. Okay. Uh, I don't know. SOS, I need help. I'm stuck in my basement. Just my luck. This really sucks. Bob's my friend. Would never do anything he wasn't told. The hailstorm turned him bold. It, It was as if his soul was sold. I don't know how this is supposed to sound. Or what the, <laughs> and that's not about a girl, but here's a... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait, why'd you say, oh, no? No, 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 I'm not reading that. Uh, okay, okay. It's just uh, really embarrassing. I mean, this is all embarrassing, but these are just embarrassing. It's like... Now it's time to say goodbye. Oh, please don't cry. I know we might never see each other again. And sometimes I'll lie and think, will some go up or will some... What the hell does that mean? (laughs) And we're some sink. Uh, Goodbye, I'll miss you. I'll always remember what we used to do. Oh, this isn't about... This was about graduation. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I don't know. So um, I had, uh, <laughs> I had the first song I ever wrote was for a girl. And fucking, it's not very good. Um, I also <laughs> my 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 high school love, my first love, Amy Kelso. I uh, I wrote a no, I didn't write. I recorded myself. I figured out how to play Sally song for uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I recorded it onto a cassette and I, and I gave it to her and it was so sweet. And then she said she'd be my girlfriend. And then she left me for her ex-boyfriend. Nice. Fucking skinny guy. I still hate skinny guys to this fucking day. Cause every girl I dated just wanted like a fucking waif. And I was a chunky metal kid. They're all whores, You're- Joey. They're all whores. I, I think <laughs> I love you, but I'm not sure. And I hope, uh, you one day walk through that door and no, I don't just want to score. I want to hold you. Yes, that I'm sure you are the best thing that's happened since ice cream. You are since ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I see you, my heart starts to race. Then you look and I see your face. My mind just goes into outer space. You I see your face. Start the pace. Our eyes will it's not the pace. that kiss, but it's not the right time. So that kiss I miss. Why you said yes, I don't I know. I miss the kiss. Said yes. <laughs> okay, if you made it this far, this was worth all of it. <laughs> so those are my lyrics from Ooh. like when I was like 13 years old. I don't Anyway. That's Joe, I that. take it back. I might use the video just for that segment. It's <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> Oh, let me put this fucking Okay. Getting back on track. Let's get into the big boys blink 182. Joe, this is so fucking fun. I'm really glad we're doing this. Blink 182. I, recently I heard someone say something like, it's pronounced 182. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah, that was a whole thing get of people up. arguing what the band's pronounced. And I'm like, did you ever listen to the fucking live album? <laughs> like they say it. Uh, or the Urethra Chronicles, they say it themselves. It would have never even Blink One Eighty Two. it would have never even occurred to me to pronounce it differently. I know it's weird, dude. People are—they just want to start shit for no reason. You know, <laughs> some four one. 
Like I have a TikTok video right now where I talk about how I met Bruce Campbell. And mm. I, and at the beginning of the video, I say, at the beginning of the, of the video, I say Bruce Campbell played Ash in Evil Dead movies. He's been in a bunch of other stuff, but that's what he's mostly known for. I have a million comments that just say like, he was in Bubba Hotep. He was in Burn Notice. He was in this and this and this. And I'm like, people, I fucking know what he was in. It's a one minute video. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not gonna list this entire fucking IMDb page. I don't know why I just went into that game. But uh He he did some voice work on Angry Beavers in ninety eight. Yeah, I mean, like, come on, like I know he was in other things. It's a one minute video. It's just for the people that might not know who he is of just saying anyway. Anyway. All right. So eighty two, the big boys. Uh what song you wanna do first? Um, what did I pick? Uh, you had uh, Dumpweed, Apple Shampoo, and Happy Holidays, You Bastard. All right, we'll do Apple Shampoo first. Okay. What the fuck is this title about? The title, I don't know, but the lyrics specifically, and why I picked this, because this is a song that always, uh, like, uh, I related to it a lot, because I felt like as a little kid, like, oh, he he wrote this for me. <laughs> <laughs> even though it's like I was way too young to, re but anyway, because I always wanted to be an actor. I mean, even that young, I wanted to be an actor. And in that in that song is like, I'll, t I'll take what you're willing to give, and I'll teach myself to live with the walk-on part of a background shot from a movie I'm not in. And I just feel like that's just how I've always lived my life. It's like I love movie quotes and movies and movies, and I feel like I've lived my life through movies and not necessarily. Mm -hmm. And that line always resonated with me, and that's just why I like that song so much. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't really. Oh, I didn't yeah. saying goodbye to a uh, relationship and right. But like, what what is the point of the word apple shampoo? Like I don't know the title. I have no idea what the title is about. Okay, yeah, I didn't really. Uh, the only note I have in here is the fact that they use the word uh, retarded, which yeah, which comes right after the line I love. But I mean, you know, <laughs> we're going back to. Uh... Isn't that a bummer? I had a song that spoke to me so much, and then the next line was Zig Heil. I'm like, oh god damn it. Oh my god, dude, she's so important and I'm so retarded. That's mm -hmm. what he says. <laughs> um I honestly I, I feel like they're losing that battle. I feel like the R word is like coming back, and I don't know how I feel about that. We don't need to talk about this one second. Yeah, I'm like, all right, here we go. Was like, I mean, I'm I'm all for free speech. I'm also not about punching down. So like I'm like, you know, I, Yeah, it, it is it is a unique word in that uh so I, I had this job working with the the whole idea of this job is it was getting jobs for like the disabled and uh what they would basically do is they would send somebody like me to be a personal supervisor to this person while they learned the job and the one kid was you know had some cognitive difficulties and i remember his parents sent him to work one day with a shirt that said uh spread the word to end the word and then it had the letter r with a line through it but it did kind of dawn on me like but i does that kid know what he's wearing like if i ask him will he just be like oh it's a shirt my, my mom got me i don't know it, it is a weird word in that i feel like it offends it doesn't you know what i'm getting the fuck off this topic never mind yeah, i don't i mean i just i mean you probably shouldn't use it it's just but like when you go back and like the song, it makes that part of the song a little bit, you know, makes it suck. Yeah, like, it was, it, it's it's trickier for me. I I grew up with a, a cousin with Down syndrome, and it was just a word. It was never thrown around as an insult. So I feel like I have a little bit of a thing about it. But 
let's not talk about that. Uh, happy holidays, you bastard. A 42-second song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. It's just it's like thirteen year old insults the song. Well, that's why I that's because I picked the three songs I wanted to pick were like a serious one, then like the one that showcases the humor, and then one that might have been a little bit problematic mm-hmm. by today's standards. So, but but the Happy Holidays, you bastards, is why I love Blink. I mean, not that song specifically, but that type of humor, and really, like I think that's why they became so big. Is it wasn't the music. In all reality, I mean, I've seen Blink a lot live, and they suck. Live. Yeah, they do. They're not a good live band. They never have been. I I only saw them once, and Tom DeLonge was very drunk and fell off the stage at one point. I mean, I haven't seen them with Matt Skiba yet, so I mean, for all they might be better with him, I have no idea. Mm. But as as a trio going all the way back to when Scott was in the band, they were never that great live ever. And mm. what made them a appealing was the jokes was the like i loved like i was still like blink and green day were like two opposite sides of my personality it was like blink was the goofy side and green day was the serious side and that was like why and they were both three-piece bands they played similar types of music but but different like they're totally different sounds with the same kind of music um so there's there's a guy I've shared a few videos of uh, with you before, Punk Rock NBA, mm. and he has gone into detail on Blink-182 a few times, and one of the things he keeps pointing out is that every single member of that band is, like, a rock star, and that's part of the reason they were so huge, just because, like, any one of those guys in that band could be, like, the front man. In, like, if I say to you, like, yellow card... No, even the front man does not come across as like a rock star. He's not charismatic. He's just a guy. Whereas this, like any single one of these guys, even Travis, who is mostly silent, but has like such an aura around him. The fact that he is silent, the fact that he is such a great drummer, like brings a lot to the table. Like even before the first fucking notes played, you know? And it's weird. And I'm not saying they're not good musicians. It's, it's, which is a, another weird thing that Travis obviously is a phenomenal drummer like the dude is extremely talented and like tom i guess if he's not singing can play guitar really well and and mark i guess the bass isn't that hard with the that type of stuff but um no i mean they're not bad musicians but it's weird that like when they're all playing together live most of the time and it's so weird that the live album sounds so good i wonder how many i really wonder how many cities they took and oh, mixed, how many they recorded and mixed together for those live albums because like i went that was the first concert i ever went to was the mark tom and travis show <clears throat> you know what would be the most upsetting thing in the world <laughs> if you found out they had the same banter every night every it, single night yeah that would be very because it feels so loose and like hanging out with your friends that if you found out it was this like planned gimmick it would be like if they fucking hired writers or something to come up with. Yeah, banter. like Tom, all right, now Tom, you say I want to lick the dog's penis. You're like, all right, that's what I'll say it then. <laughs> no, should, should we do dog penis? I feel like uh, I feel like horses are back in this year. The kids might I, respond better to that. You know that that song. Um, when you fuck grandpa, did he tell you that he loved you? Uh, it's it's all it's what it's a secret song on the green the jacket version of take off your pants and jacket okay. and um that originally 
was about Hitler. But the record company said, you can't write a song about having sex with Hitler. So they said, cool, well, all right, well, can we make it grandpa? And they choose <laughs> it now when you fuck grandpa. Did he? Do? They were fine with that. <laughs> um, Guys, the, the the Hitler people will be all over us. We don't we don't want to deal with that. So, uh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so all right. Uh, well, before we get into dumpweed, then like my I picked two for this, and I decided to break the rules here. I picked uh, the jokes on the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, which are partially funny, but on the other hand, again, we're dealing with a little bit of like, how old were you on that tour? Thirteen. You were thirteen first concert ever it was um the day before i remember that because it was the day before we went to washington dc for our class trip mm-hmm. um phoenix tx opened then bad religion then blake and so, i had an amazing that was a, still my favorite concert that i've ever been to I, uh, it was so funny the jokes were funny I mean, yeah, I was 13. There were probably people younger than me there. Mm-hmm. Like 13 is still, uh, that's what I was going with. And I'm not going to say it's any kind of like fucking, uh, you know, pizza no, gate. Is that like thing. immature age where you were, you like that stuff. It's right. It's just still, it's still a little like some of the sex stuff. Like, you know, I'm Satan and I want all the little boys and girls to kiss my pee pee again. It's not that I think they're trying to corrupt anybody. Just like a little bit in bad taste, like literally on the album, they're like reacting like, Oh, look tits. Like, Oh wait, no, no, no. You're, you are way too young. Please put your 13 year old tits away. I wanted to see 13 year old boobs. like hanging up by the junior high. Like my dad does. That's, that's one of that's what joke. right after that. Um, so mark if you see any underage uh breasts in the audience these are the comebacks we have laid out for you yeah no the jokes were it's it's weird because like that's what i liked about the band but nowadays it's like a lot of those things you really shouldn't say or couldn't say without getting an enormous backlash about it uh yeah uh, the other the other choice I made here is I actually never owned or listened to in its entirety Enema of the State until <laughs> yesterday because all the songs that were on that I really liked, like I'd listen to the album track and then I'd listen to the live album, Mark Tom Travis. Like I like Mark Tom Travis way better. Listening to it the whole time yesterday, I was shocked how like really poppy it was. Like it, it feels like every song is like a little bit slower than the live version. Yeah. And just vocal harmonies for days, like in sync vocal harmonies. It really. I like the live. I, I like the live versions better too. Um, uh-huh. I like that album. Just all, the live album. It's a good cool. album. Um, the. Uh, what was I saying? What was the question? Uh, <laughs> just, just the live album versus Enema of the State, particularly the. Oh, production. that's what I wanted to say. There's. You can listen to the demo versions of Enema of the State where Scott was still playing the drums. Oh, my God. And, um, and Man Overboard, I believe, is actually a song was originally supposed to be on Enema of the State. And you can listen to those. Um, my friend Ryan, who gave me the guitar back, he, he actually sent me a link to it. I, I, I got to find it again. But um, you can listen to the whole demo album in the, the original version. And it did sound way more like dude ranch type stuff i don't know what happened in the mixing or whatever Mm -hmm. um 
I almost kind of prefer the demo versions in really? my later years. Uh, they sound a lot raw and, and um, mm. well, that was the other thing. Listen to Anima is it does listening to Anima. It jumps in your face immediately. Like I feel like most drummers are just like unnoticed, but it jumps at you immediately. Like something different is happening here with uh, the addition of Travis to the songs. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason Blink-182 stuck out. Like, I, I have preached the gospel of the pop-punk pop band Say Anything to People. Because uh, they... I'll say anything. Exactly. But they took, like, a very tired genre, and they just tweaked it a little bit. And for me, put a whole new breath of life in it. And I feel like that's what Travis really did. Like, adding these complicated rhythm structures to very simple songs, otherwise. Mm -hmm. And just made it pop in a whole other way that, like... I can't I cannot think of any other drummer that I would say like wrote the songs like that. Well yeah, Tom would say that Travis would um would ask Tom can can you write something different because I'm playing the same beat all the time and Tom said well, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> and then <laughs> Travis was like, "Oh." And then that's when he started started yeah. doing all the cool things with the something yeah i think like, that was something like that yeah because like you listen to the albums before with scott and really a lot of pop punk and it is it would be very easy to rest on your laurels and just be like you know and that's it because that's all those other albums are but uh yeah travis came in fucking went crazy on the shit i shouldn't say i like every demo version better but like the demo version of man overboard i thought was pretty cool mm -hmm. um and dumpweed it just sounds speaking of dumpweed should we get into that let's get into dumpweed it's our final song why did you pick dumpweed um the problematic lyrics of today's society uh mm. i need a girl that i can train i yeah. need a girl that i can train turn your back around now um just that part really the, the rest of it's uh, got a lot of heartache she's a fucking weasel or mm. he's a fucking weasel i i i i appreciate the relatable sexism honestly like it reminds me of uh weezer's no one else like you know i want a girl, girl who, who will laugh her. for no one else when i'm away she puts her makeup on the shelf like I don't think it's healthy in any way, but again, it's like honest in a way. A lot of songs don't really like when you're 13, 14, 15, you're like hormonal and frustrated that your honest to God thought is like, please just be perfect so we can have sex and have fun. <laughs> and like you're ruining this. But, uh, and I don't think either band meant for it to be like a dig at self-destructive manipulative instinct, but you know, it's there. Yeah. And I, I, I like, I didn't think, but that's what I mean. That's, like, I guess how you reevaluate things as time goes by. Because, like, I didn't think twice about that line. Now I'm like, I wouldn't even want to say, sing this song in a, in a public setting, like, along with, you know what I mean? Like, that mm. part of it. And I like the song. It's one of the only songs I know how to play on guitar. Um, <laughs> I love but that. It's, it's really, that's a, it's. That's what I get at is it's it's honest, even though it's not a good feeling. I think it's a feeling everybody has had at a certain point. Like I remember after like a long relationship, like recently, like last few years when me and, uh, you know, old what's her name? old wheelie uh, stopped seeing each other. 
I had told our mutual friend uh, Jenny that like I just kind of need a girl that like I can put her in her place and be the boss, which it wasn't healthy. I was trying to make a correction on you know what I had allowed myself to get into for years, but uh, you know I understand the impulse and you know, thank God I'm just such a fucking lover boy that I have no control of myself to be manipulative. I never understood people who were manipulative in relationships. It's like, but aren't they just like so nice and isn't holding hands just so nice that you can't help but just love them? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and I have both found ourselves in like long-term, not good for ourselves relationships. Have we not? Mm -hmm. So the day yeah yeah and now we're a couple of old married guys well i'm almost married old fogies sitting old in my fogies. talking about pop punk and i'm getting real excited because i figured out how to burn my vhs uh theatrical versions of star wars to dvds there you go doing <laughs> so the important had, work yeah the theatrical <laughs> versions before they added all the nonsense um <laughs> Really, the Empire Strikes Back is fine, the special edition. We're getting into Star Wars now, but the fucking Return of the Jedi special edition where the, the Jabba's Palace, they ruined that with that music that they put in that special edition. Uh, that was... Uh, I want to talk fucking problematic. <laughs> like what, the Star it's... Wars fan base? Well, well, not only Star Wars fan base, but particularly that, like, we're in like a fucking space jazz club and in comes like, like, ooh, I don't, uh, I'm going to play my ooga booga music. One, two, three, four. Yeah, that's not in the regular version. Like, that, that little fuzzy guy is not in the regular version. How did George Lucas in 1999, Phantom of the Menace, make a flying Jew merchant? Yeah. Like how? How did who let that happen? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Well, no one would say no to ah, him. for the right price, maybe. <laughs> I would raise the rent because oh, they didn't know what. It's so weird though, because like when those prequel movies came out, everybody hated them. Mm -hmm. Now everybody likes them, and everybody hates the new ones. And it's just like the new sequel trilogy, and it's like just a funny cycle of. The people that hated, I'm sure there are people that still hate the, the prequels, but the mm. it's funny that, like, the people that grew up with the prequels probably don't like the new ones because they ruined it or whatever. So, me, me and Perry have discussed, like, when we have kids, how we're going to show them Star Wars. And she said, like, do you show it from episode one first? And, like, honestly... You no. could maybe do that. And it's not even, well, first it ruins the whole story and the mystery of uh, Darth Vader. But my worry would be that like, you're going to give the kids the much better special effects and then show them something, something visually less. Uh, I disagree with that. I think the prequel movies look like total shit. And it's all green screen, maybe not right. Phantom Menace, but Attack of the Clones. And it looks like a cartoon. The whole thing. Like there's, that's it has not aged well if he wants to go back and do a special edition of them and redo all the cgi backgrounds like i wouldn't be opposed to that because it really does look awful by today's standards and that's one that was another big issue i had with the prequels is that they just felt flat and yeah I, I would be up for them going I, the one thing i'll say about the recent sequels is uh I do like it more visually i feel like yes. there's more attention to detail it doesn't look like, as story. video game ish yeah, yeah. 
the new ones, it's like, yeah, they gave you everything you wanted to see in the prequels visually, but the story is just like, eh. yeah, they, they did kind of piss it away. I don't know. Well, anyway, this has been Kill Your Gods podcast, Star Wars edition. Uh, <laughs> the Star Wars. Anyway, sorry about Star Wars. Um, no, 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 no. That, that, that's fine. No, this is that's fun. That's what I was doing yesterday. I was burning those to DVDs. So I was, uh, um, I do want to say about Pop Punk, though. Jesse has been the one person in my life that has consistently uh, given me shit about liking Pop Punk. But every time I was ever in his car or at his house, the first thing he would play for me is pop punk and he would know all the words and he'd play all the fucking songs on guitar, like way more than he should have known for how much he claimed to have hated. So I just wanted to, I just, well, to uh, well, you know what? Maybe this is the final revelation is that uh, you and I both have a, a matching tattoo of a pop punk song. That is true. Yeah. How do we not pick newfound glory? For, is that going to be at a later one? We'll do it, uh, dude. I will do all four of these entries with you. I have no problem with that. Yeah, because I I would like to. This is this is fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, me and Joey have matching newfound glory tattoos, and I he picked a song that we'll we'll save that mystery for another day. But okay, I will say yeah. he he picked a song that like oh I do like that individual song, but I don't want to get a newfound glory. <laughs> so what I did was I wrote a brand new song around the lyric we were getting. And uh, we, it's the closest thing to a hit song I've ever had in that everybody I knew knew it for a brief period of time. And it was the theme song for a movie we made. So, <laughs> Oh, man. But Joey. Well, thank you for having me, Jess. This was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. Tell us again where we can find you on social media and where we can look for your stuff. Uh, just on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, TikTok, at Joe Gariffo, G-A-R-I-F-F-O. It's just, you can find all my stuff there. Hell yeah. All right, buddy. Well, that's uh, the end of this episode. I will stop recording. You and I can still talk for a minute, though. All righty.